Hello, good morning everybody, welcome back to Chop for Time. Uh, it's Thomas McClure here, the youth pastor at FCC, and I'm joined by Ben, uh, Pastor Ben James, here in the in the in the house in the room studio slash <laughs> studio. office slash church slash all of the yeah. above yeah how are things going going well how are you yeah did you have a good weekend i did i did had a very good weekend my daughter was in uh, i had done some repair work on her car nice, nice. took me four and a half years but uh, <laughs> i got it done so i drove down on friday picked her up she brought uh, one of her friends back with her so we were able to enjoy the weekend with them i was able to mow again so you know makes makes for a great weekend how about yourself you had another another busy weekend with a little bit of travel yeah i ended up going to to a friend of mine's wedding so a friend from back home so who did tell me that i'm not signing as northern irish as it should be so i'm gonna maybe i need to work on that bring it back bring it back a little bit but um so yeah he was getting married out in west virginia and I knew he was living in Morgantown or Morgantown. Is there an S? Morgantown. Morgantown. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I was like, oh, great. That's like three and a half hours. No problem. Go there. Uh, Irish weddings last a bit longer. So, you know, it was, uh, the plan was to end at about 11 p.m. I was like, I'll oh, be fine. I'll make it back. And then uh, they send me the address and it's like right at the border of like the northeast border between Maryland and West Virginia near Levels which he knows where that is. Which there is nothing level about no, that no, area no, no. at all, if you're familiar yeah. with it. So we ended up leaving at like almost 10, and we also pressed the wrong one on the maps, so it took us <laughs> six hours to get back. So we got back at about 4 a.m., and then was, you know, here first thing in the morning yeah. for church, and it was, you know, fun. <laughs> yeah, we, we had a... Uh, and if you watched online or if you've yeah, watched since, yeah. there's a... And very annoying popping noise throughout the audio oh, really? in the whole recording. So we apologize for that. We, I we did not went, that. yeah, we went for a new platform, uh, which you know we're figuring out. So yeah. we we appreciate your grace as we go along. But yeah, there was uh, there was a there was a pretty annoying popping throughout right. all of the service. So oh, we'll have to figure that yeah, out. Just another I, thing I, for yeah. the week, you know. Yeah, there's always something. I would something hate for there. us to be able to sit around here and twiddle our thumbs and get bored. Yeah, yeah well, so, hey, this that's is definitely not the case. So that's, that's good. Always yeah. something, always something yeah. new. But I thought it was a good Sunday, though. Yeah, it was. It was great. I, I uh, was a bit worried at first. It seemed really empty, and yeah. then, like literally at the last second, a whole pile more people came in. So that was good. Yeah, uh, yeah. definitely picked that's, up. That's that's the first church way, man. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but we are uh, just ten thirty on the dot. Yeah, you you look out once and there's nobody. You you look down, check something, you look back up, and you're like, oh, hey, people, <laughs> how are you? Okay. Yeah, no, it was a great morning. Um, Kennedy did, Kennedy and the band did great. Yeah, um, it's nice to see Leslie up there again. Yes, and um, so yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, and yeah, continuing on on our our study. Yes, Redeemer. Yeah, we are week four this week. We had, uh, you know, we we went to repentance last week. Mm-hmm. This week we were in justification, which yeah. you know those those are are churchy words that yeah. we hear a lot, and we don't always hear the definition of them. Mm-hmm. We don't hear them explained biblically. So, and they can be heavy yeah you know they can they can really be um very very weighty mm-hmm. uh, have a lot of gravity to them uh, but i i think it's um it's been necessary to go back and really look at those from a just a pure church doctrine standpoint mm-hmm. of these are foundational pieces mm-hmm. of what we believe so we dove into justification yesterday yeah so. and uh i think especially it can be quite heavy because one of the things that you said throughout the week was uh that to de- define what it is, we have to define what it isn't. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, quite a large chunk, especially at the start, was defining 
yeah. what it isn't yeah. um, and it was he- heavy hitting good, like good stuff mm-hmm. um, but it's yeah. definitely been a challenging few weeks you know and yeah. I think it will be it, it's going to continue yeah, it may, yeah we may let off the throttle just a little bit uh, yeah. but then be right back on it but no I mean it was and that's those are you know the opening moments of the message the mm-hmm. first five six seven minutes however long it was you know that's that, it was it was hard you know, yeah. it was difficult yeah. uh, and I hope my intention, because we looked at, you know, if we're going to look at biblical justification, mm-hmm. we kind of have to look at the opposite of that. You know, what yeah. what is the polar, you know, what is the polarization of that mm-hmm. and that self-justification? Yeah. And we, we are so bad for that. Mm-hmm. And I hope that I came across with communicating well to the congregation that, hey, I'm talking about these and I'm not going to pull any punches mm-hmm. and I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but... Also, I want you to understand that I'm guilty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm as guilty as you are yeah. uh, in this, even though I'm the one speaking about mm-hmm. it. So the difference is, is I was able to wrestle with that for weeks yeah. leading up to yeah. it, as it was pretty fresh mm-hmm. for those who were hearing me. So mm-hmm. I I hope that was it, it came yeah. across out of a good heart. So no, it was definitely. I mean, I've always liked that in sermons anyway. Just when the start has a sort of uh, what's the, what's the right phrase like a capturing moment of like, whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, when, when, when an engagement, when it, yeah, know. but it just makes you uncomfortable from the start. Mm-hmm. And then it, like, and then the longer you go through the sermon, the more everything comes into view and everything. You're like, oh, okay, this yeah. is, yeah. yeah. So I see this. So, I hope uh, that was accomplished. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was great. I thought it was great. And um, it's always hard to communicate stuff like that yeah. without coming across as angry and yeah. hateful but yeah, no i think and, and i think it, i think it did now. i mean because I think, yeah yeah especially being like hey i'm guilty of this and you're like raising your hand being like me i'm i'm on this boat as well you know i think that was you know we yeah we're all in that boat you know yeah and um, that was kind of that section was us talking about the priorities that we have as believers mm-hmm. uh you know shared a couple statistics uh mm-hmm. that you know the average um churchgoer mm-hmm. that considers themselves to be faithful to a church attends 1.6 Sundays a month on yeah. average. Yeah. It's less than half. Yeah. And that's not even including the five week yeah. months that we have. Yeah. And then in 2019, mm-hmm. the statistic that blew my mind was that the American evangelical church, the people who make up those churches spent more mm. on Halloween costumes for their pets mm than what they gave in missions. Yeah. Yeah, that's astonishing. Oh, my gosh. I mean, how yeah. how messed up is our priority? Mm. And then when we start looking at, you know, and all of this was really setting up the fact that Jesus can't be a supplement mm-hmm. to our life. He cannot mm-hmm. be an addition. He, we can't bolt him on along for the ride as we live this crazy, hectic, chaotic life yeah. and just hope that Jesus tags along somewhere. That's not how it works. Yeah. There's no support for that at all biblically. Yeah. Uh, Jesus, it, it's that terminology of we give our life to him, mm-hmm. and that's what he expects. That's what he commands. That's the yeah. act of obedience that we want. And I even went as far as to say that, listen, if you, if you serve Jesus, but he's a supplement to your life, <laughs> then that serving aspect, you being a Christian, you may want to reevaluate that because yeah. I don't think that we're – truly following christ if we're asking him to follow us mm. so. yeah and it made me think of you know when jesus was uh you know talking about uh, 
you know, he who doesn't leave his father and mother yeah. and like abandon his family or like sell all his belongings yeah. and follow me. Let like, the dead bury their let yeah. the dead bury the like dead. He takes it to a whole what? even further extreme, yeah. you know, and, and I mean you can imagine the shock mm-hmm. horror in people's face oh, when just... he said stuff like that. And you know, but we d- we kind of shy away from those things because we have a nice sort of flannel graph Jesus view. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, that's exactly right. Y- that's the perfect way to put you know, it. Yeah, um, but he said some heavy hitting stuff. You know, more than we probably yes want yeah. to repeat. <laughs> Completely agree. Uh, and it was yeah. almost like that. Uh, there was a pattern that whenever the crowds got too big, Jesus had to just drop something mm-hmm. like that to just go. Okay, I'm really going to check these people's yeah. level of commitment yeah. to me. Uh, you know, if you. Uh, if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, it's like, wait, whoa. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he, Jesus had this amazing way of being like so heavy hitting with his words, mm-hmm. yet so loving and gentle and kind. Yeah. and Which is an art that we have yeah, not mastered. Like, yeah, like how do you balance? Yeah, anyway, yeah. that's. Yeah, but I, I, I open with that because that's kind of setting the stage mm-hmm. for the next three weeks, which, you know, two weeks now because we're, you know, we're through with one, yeah. but we're looking at the result. You know, we talked yeah. last week about the response to the good news, to the gospel. The, re- the response to that was repentance. Mm-hmm. Well, repentance needs to look like something in our life. You yeah. know, if we are truly repentant on that vertical repentance, biblical repentance that we talked about, then that's going to result in things happening. Yeah. in our lives. Yeah. The first of that was justification, which is what we covered yesterday. And then mm-hmm. there's going to be a couple more. We're going to talk about adoption this coming Sunday. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to talk about sanctification the week following. Yeah. And, you know, when we look at justification, it's, you know, we, I, I gave, we read out of Romans chapter eight, you know, uh-huh. verses 28 through 30, which is a pretty heavy theological, yeah. you know, passage. And we talked about, you know, we read all of that, which leads us into verse 30, which says, And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. Mm-hmm. You know, and I made the mm-hmm. statement. I said, you know, if, if when we read over these, if the words foreknowledge and predestination kind of cause yeah. you to go, yeah. you know, yeah. just shiver yeah. a little bit, it's okay. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Uh, and, we, and that wasn't, you know, that's not even necessarily what that passage is really mm-hmm really targeting there. But we looked at justification mm-hmm. and defined that from a biblical sense. And yeah. basically biblical justification means that we are God has banged the gavel mm-hmm. as the judge and he has declared us innocent of all yeah. charges. Yeah. Uh, which is mind blowing mm-hmm. in and of itself. So I kind of wanted to set up just a little bit of what you had already referenced in your message about the good news of giving a little bit of a synopsis of the Old Testament and laying out the fact that you use the terminology, which I love, that God is not only infinitely good, but he's also infinitely just. Mm-hmm. And we have to understand just what what that means for God to be yeah. just. Yeah. Because if there were any other person in the history of the world, that God would have said, you live up to their standards, mm-hmm. then you're going to be justified. Mm-hmm. He would have been a corrupt judge. He would yeah. have been a crooked judge because yeah. all men and women throughout the history of the earth have been sinful mm-hmm. to some degree or another. We all have sin in our lives, yeah. except for one, yeah. his son, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And we, I went back and kind of took some characters out of the Old Testament 
and kind of solidified that, that yeah. the ones that we see as the pinnacle, these mm-hmm. men and women of God who are yeah. just above reproach in our minds, were not really above reproach. Yeah. And had God based our justification on them, mm-hmm. then it would have been a corrupt ruling. Yeah. Yeah. But because Jesus came, yeah. then we are, through his sacrifice, through his righteousness, we're declared innocent, Yeah, which is unfathomable. Yeah, and that's definitely one of the things like people always... Um, I've heard so many people, especially non-Christians that I know, who would sort of argue about like, um, why, why do I need Jesus? I'm not a bad person. Or, you know, I'm not that bad. You know, and I think... And, a lot, I think a lot of churchgoers say the same sort of things of like, I don't know, I attend every week. I, yeah, go, to the, right. I go to the the prayer meetings. I do this, that, and the other. And I think we are, we have a very low standard of what sin is mm-hmm. compared to God. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, like, there's some stuff, Old Testament and New Testament, that makes it very clear just how much God hates sin. Yeah. Like, way more than we could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and we... You know, we touched on that yesterday. Yeah. That we went, we revisited Psalm one ten a little bit and uh-huh. said that if we are depending upon ourselves and what we can do for redemption, then we're really devaluing sin. Yeah, our sin, and that's you know, sin brings death. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. We can't scoff at sin. We can't write it off. We can't yeah. act like it's not a big deal. It's a huge deal. Yeah, it's the reason that Jesus came. Yeah. Um. And and you're right. We have this mentality of well. I, surely I'm good enough. You know, yeah. I've done this. I've done that. I've yeah. been faithful here. I'm not as bad as them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So surely that's good. And and I knew that's where our mind goes because my mind goes there. Yeah. So we referenced a couple other passages of Scripture. Mm-hmm. Galatians chapter 2 where he talked, you know, Paul begins to talk about the works of the law and how that we're not justified mm-hmm. by the work of the law. We went over to Titus chapter 3, verses 3 through 7, where he's talking about, hey, listen, this is who you were. You, just all of these. Yeah. And, that, and Britt, you know, at the beginning yeah. of service, he read 1 Corinthians uh, 6, verses 9 through 11, which talked about how despicable mm. that we were yeah. before Christ yeah. and how none of us, all of these passages point back to we cannot be justified by ourselves, by the law, by anything other than Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of glad we went through quite a long chunk of that uh, bit from uh, Corinthians as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think when people read over that, they tend to pick out one or two key ones and say, these people, yes, you know, yeah. fall short, which is true. Mm-hmm. But so does everybody. It's also I mean, you. There's yeah. like, there's out of the whole list that he read of, of things that disqualify you mm-hmm. from justifying yourself. Uh, I don't think anybody could not see themselves in one of those things. Yeah, agree. You know? um, and I, I like that, you know, uh, the big topics are at the start. Mm-hmm. And then he went through other ones. And then I think everyone was like, oh, wait, hang on. Uh, hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think it set a good perspective, I think, of yeah. like, oh, yeah, this is talking about me. Yeah. Okay. And that's, uh, you know, it's, we, we like to read scripture at the beginning of service. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we want that scripture to at least parallel the yeah. theme. Yeah. Uh, the temptation is to fall into try to set a tone yeah. for the service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the beginning, the temptation is to always go into this hip, hip, hooray type thing mm. of setting a very energetic, very positive. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's that has its place. Yeah. But that's not always the case. Yeah. You know, we have to be true to God's word yeah. and what he's saying on a particular 
um, yeah. particular subject. And for justification, we are not good enough. Yeah. We'll never be good enough. Yeah. And actually, Scripture points out, and, and we needed to start there mm-hmm. with us in the mindset that we're terrible. Yeah. And I think that when we realize how truly terrible it, it, that we really are, I think that when we put that in focus alongside of how amazing that God is and then how incredible his offer of yeah. redemption is to us, that should yeah. that should make it even more sweet the fact that we get to enter into a time of worship with him. Yeah. So yeah. that's yeah. Yeah. And I'm excited like even for, you know, in two weeks when we talk about sanctification as mm-hmm. well, which is where we land on like, yes, we are broken, terrible people, but we that doesn't mean we don't like actively work alongside God to get better. Yeah. And these yeah. these next two weeks are all going to be we could wrap them up in one word and that word is pursuit. Yeah. Uh with with adoption, which is identity, yeah. which is what we're going to be covering this Sunday and then sanctification the following. It's all about our pursuit. Yeah. Uh so it's it's really a, a, an incredible incredible thing yeah. that just blows my mind when I look and think, man, I'm I don't deserve any of this. I'm yeah. so undeserving yeah. of all of this. So yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what we what we did yeah. uh, yesterday, we defined what justification wasn't mm-hmm. and the fact that we are ruled through Jesus Christ when we are in him, mm-hmm. we are ruled perfect mm-hmm. and we are ruled innocent, which just blows my mind. Yeah. Blows my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. So even the word justification, I mean, obviously like it was more towards the, the end, like the second half that you dived into like what that really looks like. Um, uh, day to day and stuff mm-hmm. as well. Um, like, what, what, what sort of things uh, really stuck out to you? Like, whenever you were even preparing for this and mm-hmm. stuff, like just looking at justification, because I think we we do like to. We're, we're so used to boiling down big words like that into like a succinct phrase. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. know, when you like made right in God's eyes. You yeah. know, like yeah. that that sort of thing. But like, what else? What else is there? Well, I think that we, and and I use this kind of illustration and made this point that we are so guilty of stopping at forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And we put such a high premium on forgiveness, which we should. Absolutely. Without forgiveness, without repentance, none of this stuff is possible without Jesus. Um, But I made the, you know, the reference like, you know, if, if we go to like a Walmart, which always has the double doors, you yeah, know, yeah. and we go inside the first door, but we stop there and we don't go through that second set of doors yeah. uh, to get into there. There's things in Walmart that we need or what, whatever store that you go to. Yeah. Um, us stopping at forgiveness mm-hmm. is like stopping in between those doors yeah. and being able to look and see things that we need. We can also yeah. look and see people getting things that we need yeah. or blessings that we want or we desire or that yeah. we're pursuing. But Yet we're standing back and, and blaming God that we're not getting these things as well, but we've never gone past forgiveness. Yeah. That's Jesus is our Savior, which yeah. is the entrance point. So yeah. that we're not taking away any value from that. It's one of those things that Christ builds on. Mm-hmm. It, and I use the illustration. We had several college students here yesterday. So I use the illustration of if they just tank one semester, yeah. I mean, just completely and totally tank, like straight Fs throughout every class. And this is never going to happen. But, you know, the dean of students would come up and go, uh, we're, we're, we're not counting that against you. 
Yeah. We're going to wipe that semester out. Hey, you had a bad semester. We're just, that's not going to reflect on your GPA. It's not going to reflect on your yeah. transcript. We're just yeah. wiping it clean. We have to understand what that would mean. That means that they've been forgiven yeah. of that semester, but they're not walking up to him, handing them a, a diploma uh-huh. saying, that means you get to graduate now. Yeah. No, that just means that this portion is forgiven. You yeah. still have to work. You And I don't want to submit that it's a works-based thing, but there's still things that have to happen. Yeah. You know, re- forgiveness, repentance means that you're forgiven, mm-hmm. but that still means you're guilty. Yeah. You, oh, okay, you're sorry. Well, I forgive you. Well, you're still guilty of it. Mm-hmm. Without justification, the guilty verdict is still the guilty verdict. Yeah. Justification is what gives us that innocent yeah. verdict yeah. in God's eyes. So yeah. it's more than just repentance. Yeah, it's justification in His eyes also. Yeah, I think it's definitely good. Like putting all of these things hand in hand of like one of these things isn't enough. You know, pr- praying a prayer at a VBS one time mm-hmm. is great, but not salvation necessarily. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it can. It can be a part of your salvation story mm-hmm. for sure, pr- provided that it's actually a life-changing re- repentance yeah, that, leading, a turning. Yeah, yeah, and and I think we do like to get caught up in like, um, oh, I, I prayed a prayer or I was baptized when I was this age. So what? What? Speaking of chop for time, what did you have to leave out? Were there other things that you had to? Yeah, two things that that really come to mind. Uh, uh-huh. Going back into some of the Old Testament characters, uh-huh. you know, the whole purpose of the message was to not only talk about it being in Christ alone that our justification yeah. came, but I felt like we really needed to disqualify us mm-hmm. from being able to obtain yeah. that justification. One of the and I mentioned this, but I didn't get to go into detail with it. Uh, one of the characters that we talked about in the Old Testament was Joseph. Mm-hmm. You know, this this young man at 17, 18 years old was mm-hmm. betrayed by his brothers, mm-hmm. sold into slavery. They they left him for dead. They wanted to they wanted to kill him. Yeah. But they sold him into slavery, left him for dead. Um, and he goes into Egypt. And even for sake of time in this podcast, I'm not going to go through the highs yeah. and lows, but yeah. I mean he goes on this roller coaster ride in Egypt, which finally lands him at basically the second in command yeah. to Pharaoh. Yeah. This this Hebrew man, this this Israelite, is now second in command via the favor of God in yeah. a pagan country. Yeah. Uh, there's a drought that's proclaimed. You know, he interprets a dream, yeah. a dream that a drought is coming. Yeah. And he prepares them for it. And he develops this system for their uh, survival, this whole nation's survival. Mm-hmm. What winds up happening is that Egypt is not only surviving this, but the nation of Israel basically comes in. They're not surviving it. You know, they're yeah. starting to feel the effects of this famine, and they come to Egypt for assistance. Yeah. And basically, what they did was they said, "Okay, we'll give you food for your livestock. We'll give you food for your possessions. We'll give you, you know." Yeah. And it turned out being, we'll basically we'll give you food for you. Yeah. So we're creating a system of slavery here. We're creating a system of bondage. Which, mm-hmm. in the meantime, you know, in the moment, it was. A, a saving and a sustaining of a nation that wouldn't have survived yeah. had they not done it. So yeah. Joseph developed this system that helped save a nation, helped yeah. save multiple nations. Yeah. But in the end, it actually led to the bondage that yeah. the Egyptians found themselves or the Israelites found themselves in in Egypt yeah. that Moses 
had to come and be a deliverer of. And the reason I feel like that's so important is because Joseph is one of those pinnacle characters in the Old Testament that we think about. And even at his best effort, even at Joseph's best, it still led to bondage. Yeah, yeah. Just that redemption that he offered eventually led to bondage. Yeah. And I really would have loved to be able to have unpacked that a little bit more. Like I said, I referenced it, mm-hmm. but wasn't able to truly go yeah. into it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that whole, the whole Joseph story. And I love, is it right? It's right at the end. It might be actually be right at the end of Genesis where Joseph says, you use this for evil, but God intended it for good. Genesis 50, think, 20. Yeah. yeah. And I think like, I, I mean, that's just a whole theological, like, God send wording in and yes. of itself. Do you know what yep. I mean? Like I agree. Uh, like the pretty much the whole Old Testament is about that. Like yeah. you people intend things for evil, but God was able to mm-hmm. turn it and use mm-hmm. it for good. I mean, what better way can we look at evil? But anyway, um yeah, I loved looking through the Old Testament over the last couple of weeks yeah. and seeing just the importance of Jesus yeah. and how much, you know, even the best of the best of the best wasn't enough. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh I think um yeah, because if you know, we like to think that maybe we can do it on our own. Mm-hmm. And I mean, here are we compared to Moses who like, I mean, what a crazy story that was. And we think we can do it and Moses can't even do it. Yeah, and, you know, exactly. Like, Abraham, Abraham yeah. couldn't do it. David yeah. couldn't do it. None yeah. Of them. yeah. yeah. Um, and then just as we wrap up the second thing that I knew early on, I mm-hmm. was going to have to chop uh, just because of the weight of it was uh, how Paul talks in Corinthians, the imputed righteousness uh-huh. of Christ that you know justification comes you know we're found perfect and we're found right in his sight because of the righteousness of Christ and Paul uses that that phrasing of the imputed mm-hmm. righteousness which I'm not going to get into a whole lot here yeah. but there's a difference between imputed and imparted uh-huh. even uh, imparted would mean that he gives us righteousness his righteousness and then we it becomes what we can do. It becomes what we can, yeah. you know, generate, and it's dependent upon us. Yeah. Whereas imputed is, it is his righteousness. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. That's that's what not only helps us in that being found innocent in that justification, but that's what remain keeps us. That's what helps yeah. us to remain as innocent. Yeah. With that verdict from the judge. Yeah. So I knew that you know, really early I, on that I wasn't have, going to be yeah. able to unpack that in yeah, a timely manner. A, a friend and I back home have had hour-long conversations about the use of the word righteousness in the New and the Old Testament, you know, credited righteousness, imputed righteousness, all this kind of stuff. And like, mm-hmm. it's a it's a great topic. We should definitely, we should dive into that at some point about yeah, God's yeah. righteousness for sure. <laughs> yeah, because it says that, you know, with Abraham, you yeah. know, his faith accredited to him as righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. Still wasn't enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's the imparted yeah. type stuff, yeah. uh, not the imputed. So, uh-huh. yeah, it's, it's such good stuff. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, cool. I'm definitely excited for the next couple of weeks yeah. to to dive in to see what's what's what what follows justification. You yeah. know, um, hopefully people have a bit better of an understanding of what justification really looks like. Yeah, I hope, so. you know? I hope um, so. I think I think it'll be cool. Um, but yeah, well, thank you everybody for listening in and joining us for Chopped for Time. Yeah. So we'll. Talk to you again next week. All right. See you next week.